Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, everyone. It is the NFL Week 16 episode of the Bacon Bets podcast, and the story of my betting season continues. One step forward, two steps back. (laughs) After a profitable week 14, I then go 7-9. What is it here? 7-9 for minus 2.54 units uh, in week 15. That brings my season-to-date record with three weeks left. And God have mercy on the soul. Please put me out of my misery and let this regular season end quickly. I'm sitting at 108, 109, and 7 for minus 6.47 units. Uh, let's go over some bad beats for the week. Go over some bad beats I have this week. Uh, why don't we start off with the under 49.5 between the Chiefs and Texans uh, that I lost in overtime. Uh, if the Chiefs kicker kicked and uh, made their extra point after one of their touchdowns, would have been a one-point win. I would have cashed my under. Uh, let's move on to the Jets and Lions. Uh, the Jets gave up like a 60-yard touchdown late in the game for the Lions to take the lead. And then Robert Sala apparently has yet to learn how to use timeouts. They ran out of the time. It did not tie the game up. Uh, Patriots, Raiders. We all know that play. We saw that play. Uh, of course that happened. Uh, on a day where I had the Patriots uh, is tied, could have gone. I mean, to be fair, they could have lost in overtime. That certainly could happen, but it was at least going to go to overtime. And then they decide to just lateral it for no reason right into uh, Chandler Jones' hands, who then ran it back for the touchdown to win the game for the Raiders. Of course, that happened to me with me being on the Patriots. Uh, Giants Washington in what might in what looked like the most fixed game I've ever seen in my career of watching the NFL. There was that play where Terry McLaurin. I asked the referee if he was lined up correctly. The referee asked him to move up a little bit. He moved up. He said, okay, you're good. And then before the play even started, he was reaching for his flag, ready to throw it. Um, Which I don't know why refs don't get questioned by the media after games, because I want to know his reasoning for that. And I did see some people on Twitter say, well, it's it's not the ref's job to tell him to tell him where if he's lined up correctly. No, it quite literally is. Uh, Every level of football from minor football, high school, college, the pros, Watch the receivers. When they line up, they go over to the, they look over the refs and they like put their hand up like, I'm good, I'm good, okay, I'm good. 
It's quite literally the ref's job to let them know if they're lined up correctly. He said, move up half a yard. He did. He then said, you're good. And then he threw the flag anyways. And he had decided before the ball was even snapped, he was throwing the flag. He almost threw the flag before the ball was snapped. And then, of course, the most blatant defensive pass interference I've ever seen in the history of football doesn't get called on the last play. So, uh, touchdown and a two-point conversion there would have cashed the over for me there. Uh, so four bad beats I had to suffer this week. Uh, gambler giveth, gambler taketh away. Last football season, he giveth. Because to be fair, even though I won like 30 units last season, you don't win 30 units in a football season unless you have luck on your side. This season, the, the luck is against me. It just is. It's week after week I suffer bad beat after. Every game that has had a, had a crazy finish, I've been on the wrong side of it. So it is what it is. It is what it is. Um... Yeah, of course I was on there. There's no way I was going to be on there. If the ref had money on the Raiders, they were not. Chandler Jones was not returning that for a touchdown the last play of the game in the lateral. Of course. It's laughable at this point. But I said at the start of the season, I said at the start of the season the past two years, that there are 272 NFL games, and I will bet on 272 NFL games, no matter how well or how poorly they go. First two years, they went very well. This year, it has gone poorly. But to be fair, even though, I mean, this was a real kick in the nuts this really hurt my confidence this week because I brought it all the way to. I was only down three units heading into this week. Uh, but after a seven and nine week, I mean, I do still technically have time. I'm only down 6.47 units. With the amount of bad luck I've ha had this season, I should actually be thankful I'm only down six and a half units. I do still have time to get back to profitable, but I need three straight winning weeks for sure. I can't afford one more losing week and it's over. <clears throat> but it is what it is. So, um... Let's get into it. I mean, there's nothing really else to talk about. It's, <laughs> it is what it is. That is why I say gambler giveth, gambler taketh away. It's true. It's the most true saying in all of sports betting. That's why we do it. Uh, so let's not waste any more time. We've got 16 games to get into with the majority of them coming in on Saturday on Christmas Eve. So uh, this is a little holiday edition of the Bacon Bets podcast. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Whatever you celebrate. Let's dive into the NFL Week Week 16 slate. This is the NFL Week 16 episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. Let's go. No, Lisa. The only monster here is the gambling monster that has enslaved your mother. I call him Gamblor, and it's time to snatch your mother from his neon claws. More bacon than the pan can handle. 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 Utility man. Utility All right, let's move man. on. We'll dive into the week 16 picks and hopefully the bleeding stops. Uh, let's start with Thursday night football. The New York Jets against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And if you've listened to this podcast, you know I'm going to take the Jets. I almost said Jaguars. But you know I'm going to take the Jets in this spot. I've been on the Jets train more than anyone else in the entire country, and I'm not ready to jump off them just quite yet. Uh, I mean, they don't give up a punt return touchdown last week. They don't give up a 60-yard bomb with a minute left. They win last week, so I still think this Jets team is good. The playoffs are looking sketchy, though. I think my Jets to win the AFC ticket is dead I can just about rip that up, but I think they can beat the Jaguars here, which actually my heart kind of roots for the Jaguars because I want one of these two teams to make the playoffs, and if the Jaguars lose, probably neither of them will. 
because I, I think the Jets are dead regardless, but my, the point stands. For this game, I got the Jets, and I actually think you can back them as an underdog now. I got them at a pick'em. Uh, minus 110. Uh, I, I, I say it every single week. I talk about it every single week. Their defense is just too good. They are an elite unit, and they should be treated as such. Third in opponent yards per play, uh, which is much better than the Jaguars defense that ranks 24th in opponent yards per play. This is actually very similar to last week's matchup with the Lions. The Jaguars defense isn't quite as bad as the Lions defense, but their offense isn't quite as good. But this is still a team whose offense is significantly better than the defense. And I still thought the Jets outplayed the Lions. I thought they deserved to win that game, even with Zach Wilson, who I understand will be starting on Thursday night. But uh, if I got off the Jets train now and then they go on and win, uh, when I finally decide to bet against them, I wouldn't forgive myself. So I will back the New York Jets minus 110 on the, on, on the money line here. Uh, the other thing I will say, one more point. Uh, I predicted the over in the Jaguars-Cowboys game. And the reason, or at least a reason why, was because I felt... The Cowboys' secondary isn't that elite. It's that their pass rush is so good that it makes their secondary look good because teams don't have a ton of time to throw the ball. The Jaguars were able to counter that with their extremely good offensive line. They have a very good offensive line. Trevor Lawrence was able to exploit their secondary a little bit, uh, but things are a little bit different in this matchup. The Jets don't quite have the pass rush, but their secondary, their defensive backs are a lot more skilled than the Cowboys' defensive backs, and I think that's going to be a big difference maker in this game. So I'll take the Jets minus 110 against the Jaguars on Thursday Night Football. Let's move on to Christmas Eve. Oh, Christmas tree. Oh, Christmas tree. Please help me win some bets on Christmas Eve. I'll start off with the Texans plus seven. Against the Titans, I wish I took the Texans to cover the spread last week instead of taking the under in the game against the Chiefs. Uh, but I don't think the Titans uh, should be seven-point favorites against anyone, and it doesn't look like the looks like the betting market agrees with me because uh, I got the Texans at plus seven on Monday. I'm looking at the lines now, and it is down to five, five and a half, or even five at some places. Um. I will say, at the current number, I actually kind of like the Titans. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know what you want to do with that information at five. I either like the Titans or I like the under. Uh, looking at the total, 37.5. So what I'm about to say is based off the line if it was at seven. Uh, so for those of you who are obviously listening now when the line is no longer at seven, I actually kind of like the under the best. But I'll give my points for <laughs> why I like the Texans plus seven. Number one... It's a key number. We all know that seven is a key number when betting on the sport of football. Um, net yards per play. Titans are 23rd. Texans are last. So, yes, the Texans are, I would say, the worst team in the NFL. Uh, but the Titans aren't good enough to be this big of favorites against anyone. And when I say this big, I mean what the opening line was, which was seven points. Texans defense, I talked about it last week, is why I was on the under. Their defense is a sole bright spot on the team, especially their third down and red zone defense. The red zone defense... Uh, top 10 in the NFL. So it's an ugly bet here. Uh, oh, and I actually put in my notes when I, when I, I write my notes when I locked in my bets. I actually put in my notes. I forgot I wrote this down. I said, I'd set this line as Titans minus five and a half. So with it being at the magic number of seven, I'm obligated to go with the Texans. Uh, I wrote that. Apparently the betting market agrees with me because now the line is 
minus five and a half or even minus five at some spots. So uh, with the current line, I would recommend the under. Uh, but my bet was Texans plus seven, five and a half. I can't back either side. I think that's where I would set the spread. So there you go. Uh, not really helpful, but uh, it is what it is, unfortunately. Uh, Seahawks and Chiefs. Uh, I will take the Seahawks plus nine and a half here. Uh, and it is still at nine and a half for this line. Most games, by the time I record, because I lock in my bets Monday or record either Tuesday or Wednesday, most of the games haven't shifted too much. This is one that has stayed the same. I still like the Seahawks plus nine and a half here. The Chiefs have had a lot of issues defensively lately. 31st in NFL in red zone defense. Teams are scoring a touchdown on 68.75% of red zone trips against them. 19th in third down defense. 23rd in opponent completion percentage. That one is key. The reason why it's key is because now they take on a Seahawks team that leads the NFL in completion percentage on offense. Geno Smith completes 71.25% of his passes. That is the best mark in the NFL. If he's able to complete his passes at a high rate, it's going to be hard for the Chiefs to pull away in this game. Also, that red zone defense. If teams are scoring touchdowns, if they're not being held to field goals, it's going to be hard to cover almost a double-digit spread. I think this is a buy low spot on the Seahawks, the Seahawks team that has stumbled. I think they've gone, what, one and four in their last five. Statistically still very good. Top 10 in net yards per play and offensive yards gained per play. Uh, believe it or not, it is uh, the Chiefs in first, the Dolphins in second, the Bills in third, the Eagles in fourth, and then it is the Seattle Seahawks coming in at fifth in offensive yards per play. So I believe in the Seahawks team. I will take them plus nine and a half against Kansas City. Moving on to the Panthers and Lions. I am selling high on the Lions. I tried to last week against the Jets. They did not deserve to win the game. They did anyways. I will bet against them again. And I will take Carolina on the money line at plus 125. Carolina. Still pretty good. I know they didn't look good against the Steelers last week, but they are 18th in net yards per play. Lions are 24th in net yards per play. Yes, their offense is good. Their offense has a lot of bright spots, but their defense is still the worst defense in the NFL. Dead last in opponent yards per play. They're giving up 0.3 more yards per play than the next worst defense. That is not good. I think the Panthers can beat them outright. At home, I think they have the tools to do it, and I think it is a sell-high spot on the Panthers. So take the two and a half, take the three points if you want. Uh, I will take. I'll tell my bookie to keep the points. I'll take Carolina on the money line, plus one twenty-five. Giants Vikings. I will for the for another week. I'll take another over in the Giants game. I feel like I've bet a ton of overs in the Giants games. They aren't cashing for me, but I'll take the Giants Vikings over forty-seven and a half uh but there are a couple things that the giants are really good at offensively specifically red zone offense uh, one of the best red zone offenses in the nfl scoring on scoring a touchdown on 62.5 percent of their red zone trips as i'm watching florida oklahoma in the background i lost that bet another loser eh, another loser let me switch over to the uc irvine game i didn't bet on this one but did my anteaters beat harvard no they're losing by seven points with 10 minutes left let's switch that game on uh, and I'll watch my heart get broken in the background as they give up picks. Uh, back to the Giants-Vikings. Um, the Giants get to tee off against one of the worst defenses in football. The Vikings, 31st in opponent yards per play. 5.9 yards per snap they're giving up. I think Daniel Jones could have a big game against them. Uh, and the Vikings offense has been on fire lately. 
Uh, but they're once again taking on a Giants team that doesn't do any anything well. So their defense sucks too. Giants Vikings over 47 and a half. Too low of a total for a game featuring two of the worst defenses in the NFL. Boys, how are you allowing that? How are you allowing these nerds from Harvard to just drive it down the middle of the lane against you guys? Come on, Ian Teeters. Bills and Bears. I'll take the Bills minus eight and a half, minus 110 against the Bears here. I think the Bills are going to prove their dominance on Saturday in Chicago. They should have no issue putting up points against the Bears defense, which has been one of the worst in the NFL recently. At the start of the year, they are all right, but recently they've been absolutely atrocious. 30th in opponent yards per play. Uh, second most yards per play given up over their last three games, 6.3 yards per snap. Their secondary has been abysmal. They've allowed 8.2 yards per pass over their last three games. Uh, I think the Bills are going to do what they want on offense. Uh, I think the Bills... Run defense has struggled at times, but I think now that they know that's all you need to do to shut down the Bears, I think they can do it. I'll take, I don't really have too much to say. I think the Bills are the best team in the NFL right now. I think they're the most complete team. I think they will prove their dominance here and just crush a Bears team and win with margin. So I'll take Bills minus eight and a half, minus 110 against the Bears. Patriots, Bengals. I'll take the Patriots, actually, plus three and a half here, minus 105. I don't think there could be a better buy-low spot on a team than one that just gave up one of the most embarrassing plays in NFL history. It might be butt fumble number one, this play number two. Everyone's all over them. They suck. They're this, they're that. Uh, they're eighth in the NFL in net yards per play. They rank higher than the Bengals in net yards per play, but yet uh, they are underdogs at home. Three and a half points over that magic number of three. I will take the Patriots with the three and a half points here. Sure, everyone's focused on the Mac Jones and the offense, probably rightfully so, but no one's talking about how good this defense is. One of the best defenses in the entire NFL. And also, specifically, watch over the Patriots' pass rush. Matthew Judon having one of the best uh, seasons out of all pass rushers. And the Bengals' offensive line, while yes, they have them better as of late, uh, they struggle this season. Now they're taking on a uh, pass rush in the Patriots who get a sack on 9.21% of their opposing quarterback's dropbacks. They're also 8th in opponent yards per pass attempt. I think they can keep the Bengals' offense in check. Now obviously the question remains whether or not Mac Jones and the Patriots' offense is going to do anything, let alone keep up with the Bengals' offense. But 3.5-point uh, underdogs, I think they're being undervalued in this spot at home. I'll take the Patriots plus three and a half minus 105 against the Bengals. Then we got my Falcons and the Ravens. A uh, little bit of a tough one to bet on because we don't know if Lamar Jackson is going to play. I'm going to assume he's not, but based on the betting lines, maybe he is. Because uh, I would hope that no sportsbook would set the Ravens as seven and a half point favorites with Tyler Huntley quarterback. Because I said he was all right on earlier episodes. I said he was a decent quarterback. This guy fucking sucks. Uh, let's look at the Ravens' points per game. Over their last three games, the Ravens have scored an average of 9.7 points per game. You heard me correct. Over their last three games, they have scored an average of 9.7 points per game. What are they going to do? Shut out the Falcons? Eh, not going to happen. Uh, now, if Lamar Jackson does play, then probably the Ravens are the bet to make at the current number. Uh, but I'll believe in the Falcons. I, th I think Desmond Ritter will take a little bit of a step forward this week. He did get Drake London in the mix a little bit more against the Saints, which I like to see. Uh, I'll take Falcons plus seven, that magic number of seven, minus 105 
against the Ravens, the Browns, and the Saints. If you haven't heard, uh, apparently going to be some bad weather in Cleveland. I did not hear this until I locked in my bet, uh, until after I locked in my bet, but uh, the total for this game is at 31.5. Now, I will say, before you run to go bet the under in this game, don't forget that the, the line is already adjusted. It was 36.5. It moved down five points because of the weather, so if you're betting on it because of the weather now, it's too late. If anything, I would do the opposite and take the over at this point. Now, if you took the under at thir under 36.5, congratulations. You beat the news. You beat the sports books there. Uh, but I'm not going to bet on the total. I'm going to take the Saints on the money line plus 145 because it's the same reason why I back the Saints every single week. And it's the same fucking reason I keep losing money every single week. This team is too good to be an underdog. I have to... Sixth in the NFL in net yards per play. Fourth in the NFL in net yards per play over their last three games. I got to trust the numbers. And the numbers tell me they're a good team. The Browns are 28th in net yards per play ever since Deshaun Watson has returned. He still sucks. Now, it does concern me a little bit that because of the weather, both teams are probably going to run the ball a shit ton. And offensively, that does favor Cleveland. But defensively, the Browns can't stop the run either. So I don't really know what's going to happen here. Um, to be fair, if I, if I bet this game before, like after I found out about the weather, I'd probably take the Saints in the three points because... If the weather is going to be that bad and if there's not going to be a lot of points scored, getting three points is huge. But I'm just going to try to underreact to the weather. I'm going to look at the total body of work for both teams this season. I think New Orleans is the better team. I will take them to win outright plus 145, which uh, wraps up the early afternoon slate for Christmas Eve. We got three more games on Christmas Eve, three more games on Sunday. And then the Monday night football game we'll get to in just a moment. Quick break. I'll be right back to give out my best bets for those. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's keep things moving. Late afternoon slate on Saturday and Christmas Eve. Washington Commanders, San Francisco 49ers. I actually like the Commanders plus 7.5 in this spot here. Uh, I love the 49ers. I've been on them a lot this season. But with the spread over the magic number of 7, and I think actually, to be fair now, it is at 7. I got to the plus 7.5. I will take Washington. I think the Commanders' defense is too good to warrant the spread. Just outside the top 10 in opponent yards per play. Fourth and third down defense, which is massive. 16th in red zone defense. Now, I know it's fun to bet on Brock Purdy. I've been doing it myself. He is very fun to watch. But it's you got to sell high on him a little bit at some point. There is at least going to be uh, some peaks and valleys. And we've seen the peaks for a guy making his first two stars in the NFL. We're going to see some valleys, at least a little bit. And to win with margin... You can't have a Valley game as a quarterback. You need to have an extremely good game to win by over a touchdown. I don't know if he's going to keep on ex- having extremely good games, especially facing a very solid Washington defensive unit. Also, the 49ers have been playing much better on the road than at home. I know the record actually says that they've been better at home, but statistically, they lead the NFL in net yards per play on the road. They are 11th in net yards per play at home. Something to keep an eye on. In the final stretch of the season. It is an ugly bet. uh, But we got to put away our recency bias here a little bit. I know the 49ers coming off a big win. Washington coming off a tough loss against the Giants. Put away the recency bias. I like Washington plus 7.5 minus 110 in this spot. And then we got a big NFC East battle. And this one was fascinating what what went down on Monday. In the game between the Cowboys and the Eagles. The Cowboys opened as one point favorites. And all of a sudden on Monday. Out of the blue. The spread skyrocketed. It went from one to three to four and a half to five and a half to six. Now, I didn't react quick enough. I wish I bet it early, but I jumped on it at minus four and a half for the Cowboys. It went all the way up to six, six, six and a half as of recording this podcast. It's back down to minus four and a half ish, five ish. So I've kind of lost the CLV. I got a little tiny bit. Um,. But the reason why the line moved was because the betting markets, I guess sharp bettors, found out that Jalen Hurts uh, is injured before the betting markets, before the public found out. So sharp bettors, professional bettors started pounding the Cowboys. The sportsbooks responded, moved the line way up. The news came out. Now there's whispers that he might play anyway, so the move, line has moved back down. But I'm sitting at Cowboys minus 4.5. I was going to bet the Cowboys anyways, but I was a little bit slow on the trigger with this one. Uh, Cow- Eagles, um, I've told you this before, the Eagles still can't stop the run. Is why I was on the Bears last week to cover. They did cover. The Eagles gave up 5.2 yards per carry against the Bears. You can't do that, guys. A team with this bad stop in the run can't win the Super Bowl. It's going to come back and bite them in the ass at some point. And if Gardner Minshew does play, now to be fair, I didn't consider the fact that Gardner Minshew, Mike Leach, um, tribute game that Gardner Minshew might have if he, if he plays. But a big part of the Eagles offense is designed runs for Jalen Hurts. We've seen them a lot. Quarterback draws, quarterback sneaks, not necessarily running on pass plays, but he's very good on running on a lot of designed quarterback plays. He can't do designed quarterback plays with Gardner Minshew. That's going to cut a significant portion of the Eagles' playbook out. So because of that, I like the Cowboys in this spot. Also a little bit of a buy low spot on the Cowboys after this past week. 
I think the Cowboys can get things done. I think the Eagles are being a little bit overrated. I'd still call them the best team in the NFC, but they're not unbeatable. Not by a wide margin. I'll take Cowboys minus 4.5, minus 110 against what will likely be the Gardner Minshew-led Eagles. Raiders-Steelers, I got the Raiders plus 3, minus 115 here in this spot. Both these teams fucking suck, so take the team getting 3 points. It's as easy as that. And actually, the Raiders do okay them in net yards per play, 15th in net yards per, per play. Steelers are 27th. Raiders are 6th in net yards per play over each team's last three games. Steelers are 13th. Uh, and the Steelers' secondary has been their biggest weakness. They're 28th in opponent yards per pass attempt, which should make Steelers betters nervous because now they have to face the best receiver in the NFL in Devontae Adams. Actually, second best. I think I might say Justin Jefferson's better at this point. Regardless, neither defense is good. Raiders have the offensive advantage. I will take... Las Vegas, plus three, minus 110 against, sorry, minus 115 is the juice I got that at against Pittsburgh. Dolphins, Packers, I got the Dolphins here at minus one, minus five and a half. It's down to minus four and a half, but I love the Dolphins here um, because as weird as it is to say about a playoff team, I think the Dolphins might be the most underrated team in the entire NFL. They are fifth in net yards per play. Actually, what's interesting with the Dolphins, they're 0-3 in their last three games, but in those three games... They're third in the NFL in net yards per play. They're still playing very, very well. They're falling just short against very good competition. I'm not concerned about the Dolphins. The game against the Chargers was shitty. They fucked me out of $25,000. But overall, this Dolphins team is still an elite team. And the Packers' pass defense has been one of the worst in the NFL recently. I know they shut down Baker Mayfield and the Rams. The Rams, whose best receiver was Ben Skowernick. So I'm not going to overvalue the Packers' defense performance against them. I think Dolphins have the most explosive offense in the NFL. I think they take it to the Green Bay Packers uh, on Sunday. Yes, Sunday at 1 p.m. Give me the Dolphins. Minus 5.5 on Christmas. All I want for Christmas is a Dolphins cover. A Dolphins cover. Give me a Dolphins cover. Gee, if I could only have Dolphins minus five and a half, then it would be a Merry Christmas. Uh, Broncos and Rams. Uh, I will not be betting uh, on either offense in this game uh, out of pure protest for how big of an insult these two offenses are to the entire sport of American football under 35 and a half minus 110. Fuck both these teams. They should fold. We shouldn't be... There's no way we should be forced to watch a Broncos against Rams game on Christmas Day. You want to you want to talk about something that's going to get me out of the Christmas spirit? This fucking game. Give me under 35 and a half. It's 36 and a half now. You can even you can get get at an even better number than me. Cardinals against Buccaneers. I don't care how bad the Cardinals are. The Buccaneers are dead. I've been saying it week after week after week. People keep betting on the Buccaneers. People keep the sports books keep setting them as large favorites or at least as small underdogs against Super Bowl contenders which is insane like last week against the Bengals Tom Brady is dead the Buccaneers are dead Cardinals plus six I don't have any stats to back this up because I think the Cardinals are going with Trace McSorley a quarterback but I don't give a shit the Buccaneers suck and I will not be betting on the Buccaneers in any way shape or form their offense is atrocious Cardinals plus six Monday night football, I will take the Colts plus four, minus 105 against the Chargers here. Don't fall for the narrative 
that the Chargers are starting to look like contenders now that they're getting healthy over their last three games, which is how long they've been healthy for, 20th in net yards per play. And in those three games, they face the Raiders, Dolphins, and Titans. Sure, Dolphins tough. That was a very that was the best game they, the Chargers have played all year. But the Raiders and Titans suck. But yet they're only 20th in net yards per play across that three-game sample size. I would expect a much better ranking than 20th from a team like the Chargers. Now, they're going to make the playoffs, but the Colts are going to give them a run for the money on uh, Monday night. Don't forget the Colts' defense is actually respectable Tw uh, compared to the Chargers. Chargers are 29th in opponent yards per play. Colts are top 10. Now, will they win? Don't know if I'm bold enough to say that, but I will take the four points. Give me Colts plus four, minus 105. There you go. Those are all my bets for week 16. I'll review them. I'll then give you my five best bets. I'll give you my teaser play, and we'll uh, we'll close this up. Uh, all right, starting off with Thursday Night Football, Jets minus 110 against the Jaguars. Uh, on Saturday, I got Texans plus 7, minus 110 against the Titans. The line as of recording, this is down to 5.5. At this point, I would take the total for uh, – I'd take the under when it comes to the total – uh, but my bet is Texans plus 7, minus 110. Seahawks plus 9.5, minus 110 against the Chiefs. Panthers plus 125 against the Lions. Giants, Vikings over 47.5, minus 110. Bills minus 8.5, minus 110 against the Bears. Patriots plus 3.5, minus 105 against the Bengals. Falcons plus 7, minus 105 against the Ravens. Saints plus 145 against the Browns. Washington, plus 7.5, minus 110 against the 49ers. Cowboys, minus 4.5, minus 110 against the Eagles. Raiders, plus 3, minus 115 against the Steelers. Dolphins, minus 5.5, minus 110 against the Packers. Broncos, Rams, under 35.5. Cardinals, plus 6. Minus 110 against the Buccaneers. Colts plus four. Minus 105 against the Chargers. My five best bets is Patriots plus three and a half. Seahawks plus nine and a half. Falcons plus seven. Commanders plus seven and a half. Dolphins minus four and a half. My favorite teaser is to take the Bills from eight and a half against the Bears down to two and a half. You're crossing both key numbers of seven and three. And the Seahawks up from plus 9.5 up to plus 15.5. Not quite at the, the similar caliber of key numbers, but it does cross 10 and 14, which are probably second-tier key numbers. So Bills minus 2.5 against the Bears. Seahawks plus 15.5 against the Chiefs. My favorite teaser play of the week. And that's all I have for you. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Whatever you celebrate. I wish you the best of luck. Don't forget to leave out some goodies for Gambler of the Gambling God. They will bless your bets this week if you do so. Uh, thank you all so much. Uh, please rate and review the podcast. That can be your Christmas gift for me. I'm also doing a Christmas giveaway. Check out my Twitter account for that. All right, that's all I have for you. Gambler, bless. Good luck with your NFL Week 16 picks. I'll talk to you next week. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.